What's going on, my fellow A Plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A Plus More Phenomenal, your weekly stop for your Power Rangers and Super Sentai review and news right here on our YouTube page, A Plus Opinions, guys. As always, it's your more phenomenal host, Adam Perez. We are, in fact, back with a brand new episode for you guys today um, as we're going to get into some Power Ranger talk for you guys, man. Just a fantastic way, if you ask me. To go ahead and actually kick off our weekend, guys. Um, I, it's look, it's noon here in Dallas. The weather's beautiful today, um, considering the fact that it's been raining and cold the past few days. I feel like Beast Morphers, especially episode 14, might have had something to do with the fantastic weather I wind up getting here today because it was an amazing episode. Um, so not only are we going to get into our Beast Morphers episode 14 review for you guys, but we're also going to be getting into some Wave 3 Lightning Collection talk for you guys today, uh, as we do have some of official uh, photos here from Hasbro and things like that. So we're definitely going to be getting into a ton of stuff along with your viewer questions, guys. Um, if you haven't had a chance to submit your questions, please go ahead and do so. Um, you can go over to our YouTube page, also subscribe, um, and click on our community tab. Um, there is a post there if you want to go ahead and submit your questions to be answered live on air. Certainly go ahead uh, and do that right now before we go ahead and get to it towards the end of this episode, guys. Um, also, if you want to follow us on social Social media as always you can do so right here at a plus opinions you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram uh, and we're also um, ripping the audio from here and posting it for just audio if you guys are interested on an audio podcast version of it over on Spotify uh, Google podcast and Apple podcast along with anchor as well guys so thank you very much each and every one of you for joining us it seems as though we've got a couple people already in our live chat today hey guys if you're watching this live or even after the show if you love the content that we're providing do us a favor guys especially if you're in the live chat hit that up that thumbs up button give us a like guys we want to go ahead and continue to try and spread the word here about a plus more phenomenal so we can continue to grow our power ranger and super sentai community let me go ahead and give some quick shout outs because we do have quite a few people up in here today mr porter as always um thank you very much for coming in here scott good to see you as well doomsday's in the house i love bacon and sushi yummy yum yum ah. And that is Sexy Ford um, for you guys. He he's I feel like he's changing his name on a weekly basis. Not Ultras in the house. Uh, coming through Mr. Reliable over here. Turbo Stew as always. Sailor as well. Edward Sanchez Productions. Mr. Day One, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, DHR is up in the house too. Johnny Marrero. JB says what? The, the A Games. Tony Robinson. Man, guys, I feel like we have our core group here. I feel like... If I were to, if I was, if I was in wrestling and I had a stable behind me, you guys would be like my NWO, but for Power Rangers. So thank you guys for certainly popping in each and every week. Um, needless to say, it is certainly appreciated, guys. So we're gonna be getting into it, man. Let's let's just dive into this episode. Beast, hey, Lupin, Lupin Green just popped up last minute too. So thank you very much, Lupin, for popping in here as well. But guys, let's just jump into this review, shall we? I mean, I feel like this is. What we all came here for and honestly if i could be honest with you guys for a minute this episode um i feel like i say this every week and i don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing this was probably my favorite episode of the season um it truly was um you know if you're comparing beast morphers to neo soban era kind of stuff i mean this season for the most part has been uh, otherworldly, <laughs> if you ask me, compared to everything that we've gotten. The fact that this episode dives into relationship talk, um, 
blackmail, um, a brand new uh, like battleizer mode or a brand new mode at least for Devin in here. There's a lot of fantastic goodness um, that that certainly is circling this this episode and really topics that for the most part I would never have thought that Saban would eat would dare sort of tackle if that makes sense. Um, but Hasbro certainly has no problem in doing so, uh, and and I love that. I love the fact that they're taking leaps, they're taking chances, they're taking some risks, um, they're really diving into things that I feel like as a as a Power Ranger fan we've been asking for for such a, a really long time, a really long time, you know, um, and it's taking our characters down some paths that uh, clearly I'm I'm sure a lot of us probably saw coming, but you. Still wasn't sure if that's the direction that they were going to go, but seeing them actually pull the trigger on it, especially when it comes to the Nate and Zoe relationship, um, they, they they really are at least, I don't want to say doing what the fans are asking for, but they're at least listening, right? Like you can kind of tell that fans have wanted relationships to maybe be a, a bigger part of Power Rangers, not something that you have to walk around or beat around the bush about sort of thing right like it's okay to just put it out there right we're all grown adults um i mean you know these kids that watch the show are going through that phase in their lives i'm sure at some particular point in time why not tackle some of these things so um i loved it i loved it i love this week's episode i thought it was pretty spectacular if you ask me so let's go ahead and get into it let's really let's talk about nate and zoe Let's talk about Nate and Zoe real quick. You know, this is a, a relationship that I think a while back, you know, people have been curious if that's the route that we're going to go, right? Nate, especially on Valentine's Day, wind up giving her, you know, this secret admirer sort of gift. Um, you know, there's a couple of moments where these two characters have had on screen where, you know, they clearly are very much relatable. You know, Zoe's being a really fantastic friend to, to Nate. You know, we even saw Zoe back in uh, episode eight or nine when um, Nate was becoming the Gold Ranger, going back into the warehouse to go ahead and save him sort of thing. So clearly there definitely have been signs. And a lot of people have been asking me, you know, Adam, do you think that that's the relationship they're going to go with? And for me, honestly... I've always said, no, that's probably not it, right? Like, we've got a Ravi, we've got a Roxy sort of relationship already kind of on this show. I don't necessarily see the need for a second one. But if they wanted to go down that path, that's fine. It just felt weird for me because when I look at Zoe, I felt like Zoe, for the most part, very much an independent woman sort of thing, okay with the concept of just sort of being friends. But that's not necessarily the case. And so while... I certainly didn't need this to certainly happen. Now that it is happening, I really want this to happen, if that makes any sense. Now that I see it, especially the chemistry and just how well they certainly work off each other, I really, I really, really want this. So the premise of this week's episode, guys, is that, look, Zoe and Nate are trying to find a lab assistant to go ahead and help out in the lab. Uh, we get introduced to a brand new character by the name of Megan, who who's apparently from the Zord uh, Maintenance. How she wind up getting that job, I certainly have no idea, considering just her personality alone here in the beginning of this episode. And you knew things immediately were going to go bad because once Betty and Ben have sort of their mishap in the lab with the uh, Red Fury Claws, like, I don't know if it could take down a Robotron, but it certainly can whip up a mean salad. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that line. I truly didn't. She... Just takes a bite out of lettuce. I thought it was great. 
But you knew things were wrong with Megan the moment that Megan said, oh, those two are a mess, right? Like already talking about somebody behind their back, clearly not aware that Zoe and, and Nate are relatively really close friends to Ben and Betty. I mean, you can see the reaction on their face immediately once Megan starts talking her ish about people. They're like, oh, I don't know. All right. Well, thanks, Megan. <laughs> thanks for coming in. Um, and it's one of those things like when it came to Megan, I honestly thought that Megan was like a monster in disguise or something like that, right? And I'm like, clearly this is some sort of like Robotron or like some sort of monster that they've managed to sort of create this week. But no, no, Megan's just, Megan's just a jerk. Uh, Megan's just, I like, there are a lot of words I want to say for Megan for this episode, but I'm really, I don't want YouTube to flag me. But uh, I didn't know people existed like that. Uh, Megan was as ruthless as they come. And she's in the process of trying to blackmail Nate and Zoe in order to go ahead and get this lab assistant job. And the reason why she's trying to blackmail them is she actually catches Zoe and Nate on a date in this episode. Um, apparently, the Revenge of the Hydro Worm is a fantastic movie that's currently out. Um, not only is Nate a big fan of it, but so is Zoe. Uh, and they managed to bump into each other over at the movie theaters. And so why not? Why not just go hang out with one another, go catch a film, and just kind of see where it goes? Uh, Megan catches them coming out of the movie, sharing some popcorn. Nate's doing the smooth thing. Here, let me put this jacket over you. Even though we're in California or where, wherever, wherever, they're, wherever they're staying at, New Zealand, I, I don't know. Um, but it, the weather looks perfect, but it can't, but clearly he, he's doing the fantastic sort of, let me be the gentleman sort of thing. So way to go, Nate in here. But when it comes up to Zoe's attention that Megan wants to use the fact that Megan also records them creepy, I mean, stage, stage five clinger sort of thing here with Megan, she records them, tries to blackmail them and it forces Zoe to go ahead and push Megan into the position of lab assistant. And this is where things just go completely wrong for everybody. Um, yeah, this is really where it goes completely wrong. <laughs> JB says what? Says, I thought that as well. Meg Megan was an asshat. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> that's probably a really great way to, to, uh, to describe her. Megan was an asshat in this week's episode. Um, but she brings it to the commander's attention that, hey, um, you know, uh, granted, Megan just completely messes up the Red Fury mode stuff, right? The claws. Um, put only half of the Morph X in there, Megan. And uh, she puts the whole thing in there. And she's questioning Nate half the time. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, um, I hired you to be my assistant, okay? Please don't question what I'm doing. This man is a, 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 a kid genius at the end of the day. Megan, just because you just jumped in here, don't start bossing people around. I'm, Megan was just a character in and of herself, okay? I mean, if you want to talk about just a hateful person, as hateful as they come, uh, Megan, Megan is there. Megan is certainly there. But it does. She winds up because of the fact she gets in trouble. She winds up actually going to the commander and starts letting them know, hey, I saw Zoe and Nate out on a date together. It really starts to kind of cause problems um, to the point to where Nate's like, tell him, Zoe, it's not a date, which I was like, wait a minute, Nate, you were just the one that put the jacket over her shoulders. Like, I'm pretty sure you had to have an idea that it was a, that it was a date. Um, but who knows? Who knows? But regardless of the fact here, one, the commander looked pissed um, as all get out. I love the fact that the commander stood up to uh, Megan also, you know, really putting her in a place like what kind of person are you to record somebody while they're hanging out in, in public without their sort of permission and then to use it to hold hold over them so that you can get a position like nothing you're doing in this episode, Megan, is a good thing. 
Uh, so I love the fact that Commander Shaw just kind of ripped into her a little bit. But it does put into perspective here when it comes to Zoe and Nate that something is certainly brewing between these two. Um, it, it was odd for me, honestly, to kind of see that Zoe, for the most part, well, I can't say it was odd. For her to certainly take the initiative she definitely has that sort of personality and considering the fact that nate doesn't really seem like he's probably the smoothest with the ladies i mean homeboy's been trapped in the lab just doing all his lab work for years he probably does miss a lot of signs um, that certainly probably go over his head unfortunately um so the fact that nate that zoe's the one that brings it up like hey this was kind of a date for me you know like i knew you were a big fan um i knew you were going to the movies so i purchased my tickets and accidentally bumped into you and so I mean, she clearly planned on the whole bumping into him sort of thing. So I love the fact that she's actually kind of taking initiative in here. But it does kind of put a pickle in their relationship now, right? Like, it comes to the point to where it's like, hey, you know being a Power Ranger, uh, Rangers in here. And now certainly having to hide it from certainly everybody else. I love the chemistry between these two. I truly do. I mean, look, I've seen them on Instagram together, maybe even on Twitter and a couple of like, uh, I don't know if it was like behind the scenes, behind the scenes stuff of them hanging out. They certainly like just as people, uh, Abraham and Jacqueline, they certainly do look like they just get along and have really great chemistry. But that chemistry really does transfer over to the small screen extremely well, especially on the show. And one of the things about when it comes to relationships for Power Rangers, some of the stuff that we've seen in the past can be relatively cringeworthy. Um, you know, just the way they present it, the way that they beat around the bush with certain things. Some of the dialogue can be extremely cheesy. And while, yes, some of the dialogue in here, to a certain extent, was cheesy. I really enjoyed a lot of the dialogue. It flowed very smoothly. It felt very much like they were just having casual conversations, clearly getting along with one another sort of thing. It didn't feel forced. It just felt like something that was just a natural progression for these two characters and how it sort of all worked out. So I'm really thrilled with the writing for this week's episode. I, I really am. I think that they did something really fantastic for these two and establishing uh, a relationship going forward now it would be fascinating in the next couple of episodes here to kind of see how this plays itself out right like can you tell that they like as a viewer can we still tell that they certainly do like each other are they doing little subtle things here and there to kind of showcase their affection but also at the same time trying to hide it from the commander right like this just this just opens up a whole new storyline and aspect for their character stories uh, and even for this show and the idea that we have rangers that are in a relationship and are keeping it secret. And and that really, truly fascinates me. Uh, also, quick shout out does have to go out to the rest of the rangers in here uh, for the reveal at the end of the episode when they're like, what do you think they're talking about over there when they're at the juice bar? And, and Steel's like, you think... Zoe and my brother and then Ravi and <laughs> Ravi and Devin look at each other like nah nah not possible nah <laughs> like I loved it I loved it it's just their friends just busting on them like psh, Nate wouldn't even have a chance man like I I, I love that I truly do because it just it just really again solidifies their relationship uh, and just their, their friendships in general uh, and just the chemistry and the connection that they all have with one another so uh, I, I really really certainly enjoy that uh, let's see here. What else can we talk about? Oh, speaking of Ben and Betty, I just want to throw this out here real quick uh, for you guys, because we do see Ben and Betty in the lab helping out Nate with his Red Fury mode claws. OK, 
there have been rumors going around for a while of, you know, do you think that we'll get Betty or Ben as an additional ranger of some sort, right? Uh, a frog, like I believe in GoBusters, we had a hippo as a green frog. And we also have, uh, um, if I'm not mistaken, excuse me, a hippo as a green hippo. And then also a frog, a green frog, one for male and one for female. Now, I think a lot of this rumor is simply based off of a Twitter account or something that somebody that commented the idea of Betty being a Power Ranger. This was like a while ago. But it's still been out there. It's still been out that the idea, do we think that we can get ourselves Betty and Ben as Power Rangers? Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've always I've always kept it up in the air saying, yeah, it's certainly possible. I don't know how they would certainly do it. It's certainly possible. But maybe, maybe this episode maybe gave us a little bit of an insight. Look at this scene that we saw here. This was Ben and Betty getting trapped in sort of this Morph X cloud um, that the red fury claw wind up giving off as it was circling around him reminds me very much of a morphine sequence um very much of when the power power rangers wind up getting their sort of abilities so could this potentially hint at the idea that maybe ben and betty now have some sort of morph x sort of in their dna at some point right will we eventually get ourselves look with this scene alone, and I don't know if this was just something that was, um, look, I don't know if this scene just happened to just be in there and it's not going to mean anything. But the fact that the cloud looks very similar to that of a Morph X sort of Power Ranger transformation, um, the fact that we've seen our Power Rangers get their abilities from sort of like these green, these Morph X sort of clouds in a sense, this could be the beginning of maybe some sort of future Ben and Betty Power Ranger appearance that we wind up getting even if it's just a one-off who certainly knows but if they wanted to plant the seeds for that i do think that this might be the pivotal scene that certainly showcases that but i could be wrong that's just simply a theory of mine something that just popped up in the episode that made me kind of intrigued considering the fact that people have been making a connection to maybe ben and betty eventually being like a green uh, Power Ranger from B, uh, from GoBusters, uh, from the movies, I believe. Again, Green Hippo and Green Frog, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll have to see. We'll definitely have to see. Let's talk about Devin here, though, this week also. Because Devin, for me, if you ask me, this was a really great showcase episode for him, honestly, especially as a leader of the Power Rangers, um, as we get the opportunity to see him and finally, his red fury mode, which looks amazing. I love the claws. I love the costume. It looks great. If you ask me, this is his battleizer mode for this season. Um, I, I look. I know we have the Beast X mode still to come, which I believe will probably happen in season two. But I think he looks amazing, and so I, I will probably look at this sort of like as his battle highlighted extremely well in here, especially a ton of just a lot of his leadership moments as well. Um, the fact that we get to see Devin taking on the, uh, was it Tuba, Tubatron, if I'm not mistaken, Tubatron, the fact that he takes on Tubatron for the most part by himself, right? I mean, the other Rangers are kind of dealing with him a little bit, but then we get to see Ravi's equipment sort of destroyed by that Tuba, Tubatron, and it really leaves Devin to kind of have to go ahead and showcase himself against Tubatron. And he winds up not only fighting Tubatron by himself, we get ourselves a really fantastic sort of classic broken visor theme from him trying to take on Tubatron by himself, which we'll certainly get to here in just a minute. But... I also love the idea, if you watch closely, 
as a leader, I feel like this is important, right? As a leader, Tumatron's beating everybody's ass. You're demorphed because of his last attack, and you need to you need to escape. I love the fact that Devin lets Ravi and Zoe escape first, and then he follows behind them. He gives them cover and allows them to go ahead and escape first, right? Like he gets Cruz in there, and he's like, "Cruz, get them out of get them out of harm's way." I'll be right behind you sort of thing. I just think it's a really subtle leadership move of Devin to put himself in the way to be that distraction so that his own people can kind of get out safe and sound. And then he follows simply right behind them. So I truly, truly love that moment here for Devin. Um, we also get to see, again, Devin in the Red Ranger mode. I believe, um, who just said this? Uh, the A-game says, I like that we have that pose and explosion in the background. Uh, type of explosion in Red Fury mode fight. Yes, that's a fantastic mode. The fact that he's not only in the costume, which looks amazing, but you get the fantastic pose with the explosion in the background. I personally love moments like that when it comes to Power Rangers. I truly do. But we see him single-handedly trying to take down uh, Tubo, uh, Tubatron. I hate these names. I really hate these names. Tubatron. But then not only that, but he also takes on Tubatron in his Zord by himself, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, while everybody else is kind of doing their own thing, I think they're battered and bruised from the fight. He's like, don't worry, I got this. And he winds up getting inside of Cruz and they wind up forming their Zord and things like that. He even gives off a really fantastic like leadership type of line when he's like, uh, what does he say? He says, a quick battle is a good battle or something, or a quick fight's a good fight or something. Like, right? Like, we just need little hints of wisdom from the Red Ranger as leader every once in a while so they even gave him a little bit time to shine there as well i was just honestly just truly impressed uh with devin here in this week's episode utilizing his leadership roles and skills and utilizing the red fury mode in just fantastic fashion um and i will bring up something else to you guys as well um because look because of the fact that i i've watched go busters i love me some go busters there are a lot of hints that certainly resemble each other specifically for this episode. Now, listen, Beast GoBusters episode number 14, which is hilarious, that GoBusters 14 and episode 14 of Beast Morphers match up exactly the same. There's not many times that we get Hasbro really sort of paying homage to GoBusters, or I should say ripping scene by scene from GoBusters. With the exception of this episode, um, the one-on-one -on -one battle here between the Red Ranger and Devin, along with Tubatron, mimics exactly, exactly what we wind up getting in GoBusters, and I thought it was brilliant, if you ask me. Um, here we get the opportunity to see this is when Devin has been badly beaten. The Tubatron even throws back his sword at him as he's sitting on the ground with his visor completely broken. This is another shot. Let me go ahead and showcase this to you guys. This is from my review that I did of episode 14 of GoBusters. You can see the same exact broken visor from Hiromu, who is in fact the Red Ranger over on GoBusters, along with the same shot of the sword in the ground. Now, granted, it is a different angle. It is a different shot, but it's technically, technically the same shot, just at a different angle. Um, so I love the fact that they went out of their way to go ahead and pay homage to that particular episode. I mean, here's Hodomu again with the broken visor as well. Uh, I mean, it's literally shot for shot. There's there's a there's a grand there's a fantastic sequence when he literally is like fighting the Tubatron. The Tubatron shoots out his his wave blast, and you see him like 
absorbing it as he's falling back. That shot is the same from GoBusters as it is here in Beast Morphers. Um, the shot of him falling back where you see his face and the visor explodes, that also was a, a shot directly from GoBusters that's also here in Beast Morphers as well. So I love it. I love it. I love the fact that they're paying homage to Go Busters here, specifically for this one particular scene. But of course, listen, this is not our very first broken visor, right? There's a whole list of broken visors um, in Power Rangers. I mean, goodness, I think one of the, the more popular ones is what uh, Lost Galaxy, if I'm not mistaken, with Leo, where his visor was was broken. I think there might even have been another one in Time Force, if I'm not mistaken. Also, I mean, the list goes on and on about just... Um, just moments in Power Ranger history where we get that classic sort of broken visor mode. And I, I always sort of love that look. Um, so it's really, I'm really thrilled that Devin gets to be a part of sort of that Power Ranger history in and of itself for that particular moment. I thought it was shot beautifully. Um, and again, if you're trying to do something that's comparison to Go Busters shot for shot, I do think that they did a fantastic job in regards to that. It's it's one of those things where it's like, this show is so used to having so much original footage that I think it's okay from time to time when they want to pay homage or pay tribute to Go Busters or do a little shot for shot comparison. I mean, if you go back and you look at um, Power Rangers Samurai, that very first episode, is almost like shot for shot. The entire episode is almost that of of um, Shinkinger's very first episode. So sometimes that is a little bit too much when it's utilized like that, when the whole episode is almost shot for shot the same. But if you want to just sprinkle in shot for shot moments here and there, I'm completely okay with it, especially if it's done in the correct way. Um, and they certainly did go ahead and do that here in this week's episode. So I, I was really pleased with it. I, I truly was. Um, and then one quick honorable mention, Blaze. Blaze fails yet again. Um, yet again. Um, you know, he tries to have a fantastic plan. Look, this plan was just, I felt like this plan was messed up from the get-go for Blaze, right? The fact that he comes back with a recycled tubatron um the fact that he comes back also with like this case of stuff he doesn't even know what it does like he doesn't he has no clue the only person that knows what this case is is scrozzle and he sort of just kicks scrozzle away as scrozzle's trying to take it back from him but blaze is like hey evox look what i found i don't know what the hell these are but they are full of full crazy energy bro like can I get some, can I, can I get it? Can I, can somebody tell me what the fury cells are? The only person that knows what's going on is Scrozzle. And he's like, oh, those are fury cells. Okay. <laughs> Where'd you get them from? What do they do? Can I get a, a little brief history in regards to it? But Blaze is just like, hey man, I found this in a garage sale. They look like they've got crazy energy. Let's use these. And he just like, what? Like, why are you just going to use stuff? You don't even know what they are. Like, hey, look what I found, guys. I don't know what they are, but these look cool. Look at the crazy energy, bro. No, no, no. wasn't the biggest fan of it. Like, if you're going to introduce Fury Cells, they need to, I, I need to see what they do. Like, can I, can somebody make sense to me besides the fact that they have an abundance of energy? That's great. But where does this energy come from, guys? Can somebody tell me? Um, so that 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 was a little bit of a mishap for me here in this week's episode. It did make me laugh because I'm like, really, we're just going to use stuff that we have no idea where we found it from or what it does. It's just like, hey, it looks cool. Let's just use them. Let's use them. So that that kind of threw me off just a little bit, to be honest with you. But listen, 
Megan, I don't know who Megan blackmailed to get inside of the Zord maintenance, um, but I hope she probably went to prison. I truly do. Um, Nate and Zoe, I'm really eager to kind of see where this relationship certainly goes. They certainly make a great couple. Um, you know, they have uh, they, they have great chemistry, great dialogue this week. I was a really big fan of it. But hey, guys, overall kudos to this episode man uh, honestly this is probably my favorite episode this season um and look i'm only episode 14 i haven't we haven't even gotten to season two guys all right we're gonna have team ups and stuff and new power modes and this is just season one and i feel like next week i'll probably be saying the same thing guys this is my favorite episode of all time <laughs> like i just feel that way it's 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 coming along fantastically well um so i'm really pleased that power rangers seemingly is definitely on the right track um but guys let me know what you guys thought about this particular week's episode um if there's any character points that i missed any storyline aspects that i missed that you want to further discuss please go ahead and shoot them in the live chat or in the comment section box below guys um and then we'll i'll definitely go ahead and jump back into the chat here in just a little bit uh and see what all of you guys are certainly saying so uh let's go ahead and jump on to our next story here um, as PowerRangersNow.com uh, has officially revealed to us wave three of the lightning collection guys it is finally here uh, we finally have our official reveal as we've got the uh, Mighty Morphin Red Ranger uh, as Jason. Uh, we also have the um, Dino Charge Gold Ranger. Uh, we've got Beast Morphers Blue Ranger. And, of course, from Boom Studios, Lord Draken himself. Um, it does say here that, let's see here, uh, three of the characters in Wave 3 will be a part of the Dino-themed team-up coming in Power Rangers Beast Morphers in 2020. Uh, with all but Lord Draken to appear on the show. The upcoming team-up fueled the characters selected for the third wave of Hasbro's toy line, uh, leaning very heavily into Power Rangers' dino-themed season. Uh, it says the Red Ranger will feature a human head for Jason Scott, uh, not Rocky. So Rocky hasn't had his just yet. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, from what we saw from potential reveals for wave four uh rocky may be getting himself his uh his his own figure here with um zeo blue if i'm not mistaken um so definitely look forward to that um so it says the wave five the wave three figures are slated to hit stores in late 2019 um i've heard like december 2019 and in an article it says into early 2020 so maybe during the the late end of 2019 and into 2020 maybe they'll just start dropping these four particular lightning collection pieces but there are some people if i'm not mistaken around the world or at least uh some of the twitter accounts that i have seen or people are actually saying that they that the wave three is certainly out already um they do have some websites on amazon i think even hasbro plus um you can actually or hasbro pulse i'm sorry uh you can actually pre-order these Power Rangers Wave 3 Lightning Collection figures. So if you want to go ahead and at least pre-order them, you certainly can. Go ahead and see if you can find them. Uh, again, Hasbro Plus, uh, excuse me, uh, Hasbro Pulse. Uh, maybe even Amazon might have them as well. Maybe even check Walmart too. Um, so you might be able to pre-order them. But again, some people are certainly saying that they have found their Wave 3 Lightning Collection figures at stores already. Maybe out in California, whatever the case may be. Um, so maybe look at your local store and see if you can certainly uh, find them. So uh, we have ourselves another wave. Um, they look fantastic. Honestly, I've seen some official photos, uh, uh, Toku nation, um, comic book. Now 
Um, Power Rangers now, I think, has even posted some of like official photos. Um, they look magnificent. Like, I, I think for me, well, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be like, pew, 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 you know, punching each other and stuff with my action figures. I mean, maybe I might, maybe in the confines of my own home when the camera's not on, maybe I might, maybe I might ha have some of these action figures fight amongst each other. But I feel like if I'm going to get into lightning collection or, you know, these figures and things like that, I feel like I'll probably get into them for, uh, for, for a photograph sort of purposes, right? Um, they have amazing shots, um, put it, you know, putting them actual in actual nature. I've seen a lot of those photos as well. They look beautiful, honestly, especially when you have them in their posable uh, along you know their posable um, positions along with a lot of their accessories they look fantastic so I'm really eager to kind of get my hands uh, on some of these lightning collection figures to be quite honest with you but if you were wondering when the next wave was certainly gonna hit it does seem it is it has been revealed and official wave 3 has been revealed and will be dropping sometime possibly in December of 2019 or at least late 2019 as well so start looking around guys start looking around to see uh, if you also can go ahead and find uh, your lightning collection pieces, uh, they look fantastic, man. I'm I'm really, really eager to kind of see um, if I can get my hands on some of them, honestly. So I might go shopping this weekend. Who certainly knows? Um, but uh, now that we wrapped up, we didn't really have a ton of Power Ranger stories or even Super Sentai stories um, to kind of go off on. Um, the Kira Major stuff is still kind of just being thrown out there as far as people making assumptions and theorizing and things like that. Still haven't seen too, something actually confirmed yet as far as like uh, photos go. Um, you know, uh, people coming out, show, you know, uh, who the cast and crew is certainly going to be. Haven't seen any of that yet. But once we do, guys, we'll definitely go ahead uh, and keep you guys posted. Um, I'm going to go ahead and actually jump over to our live questions before we go into the live chat and see what you guys are saying about uh, this week's episode. So let me go ahead and knock those out for you guys. And then we'll have our open discussion and see what we're going to be getting ourselves into today. Uh, we've got nine questions. Wow. Nine questions. All right. Let's see here. <clears throat> All right. I guess I'll go from. Okay. Um, this is from Matthew. Thank you very much, Matthew, for your question. After watching episode 13, you probably meant 14. Do you think after Roxy wakes up, her and Ravi will help Zoe and Nate with their feelings for each other, affecting their duties um, as Rangers? Um, that would be fascinating to kind of see. Uh, I can kind of see that happening, Matthew. If anything, if it's not Roxy and Ravi, if they do come to find out about it, I, I can see maybe Ravi kind of giving them some advice. I mean, it is one of those things where we have to also remember that while Ravi does love and care for Roxy, he was very much a stickler for the idea of, you know, we can't date anymore. Like th those, those are the rules sort of thing. So I would be interested to see what Ravi thinks. I mean, look, th these, these technically are two of Ravi's uh, friends, right? Is he going to be the type of person that's like, hey, you know, the commander doesn't like this kind of stuff. You guys probably shouldn't do this because it's against the rules. Or he might be really supportive of it. You know, um, I hope that he would certainly be supportive of it. You know, that would also kind of have him now have to keep that secret, um, you know, from his own mom, his own commander. Like, hey, I know Nate and Zoe are in a relationship, but I'm not going to tell you sort of thing. So that would be make for an interesting dynamic. So I do think that Ravi, when they do find out, will say something, whether or not that's supportive or not. 
I don't really know, but that's a good question. I would like to see that scene, though. I truly would. All right, let's see here. I Love Bacon and Sushi uh, has a couple questions here. <clears throat> uh, one, I wonder why Hasbro has to be the one that decides if Hyperforce gets a second season. Uh, it's just an RPG series that they film on Twitch at someone's house. Last time I checked, Hasbro or Saban don't own Twitch, just the Power Rangers title. Actors from older seasons have cameos in the live stream was always fantastic. When do you think Saban's name will no longer be in the opening Power Rangers logo since Hasbro owns the property now? Uh, Saban did visit the Beast Morphers cast in New Zealand, but didn't have any creative influence, which was great. Um, so I, to that I will say, um, when Saban's name will be taken off, I don't even know. I, I don't even know if he, his name will ever be taken off, to be honest with you. Um, just because he's, he is the one that wind up bringing Power Rangers to the States. Um, so it is sort of like Saban's Power Rangers in a sense. Like I wonder if that's the official title for Power Rangers now. So if they buy the property, that's maybe that's their, the name of the title. I, I really don't know. I've been kind of wondering that same thing myself um, in regards to will eventually be Hasbro's Power Ranger. You know, like instead of Saban's name up there, will we see Hasbro? So I don't I don't really know. But that's a that's a really good question. As far as like why Hasbro has to be the one to decide if Hyperforce gets a second season. I know you say it's just an RPG series that's filmed on Twitch. And while they don't own Twitch, they just own the Power Ranger title. That's if they own the Power Ranger title, that means they own everything Power Ranger related. So regardless if it's an RPG series, regardless if it's done by a hyper RPG, if they're making content with somebody else's property and they're doing it in such a way that's making them money, right? Like you have to, have, you probably have to have Hasbro's permission to do something like that, right? Like if your videos are certainly monetized and you're, you're making a buck off of the Power Ranger name, Hasbro's going to have some say in it for sure, especially if you're going to be bringing in past Rangers and things like that that have had connections to Power Rangers and whatnot. Um, that would be Hasbro certainly prote protecting their own property rights. You don't want somebody else to just use your title Power Rangers and do something that's against what you certainly believe in or against what you certainly have in mind. Um, so I, I would think that if anything, Hasbro would have a say in regards to whether or not we would get a Hyperforce Season 2 because Power Rangers technically is their property. Um, so yeah, I, I, I believe that's probably why. Um, number two, did you know that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 1995 movie suits, the power coins being enlarged and on the chest were added so that Japan Tao wouldn't ask for royalties um, since they were still using the Zuoja suits? Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't even know that. Uh, do you like or dislike the suits and having the coins blown up on the chest? I really love the suits from the classic Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comics. I mean, from the Power Ranger movie. Um, I truly did. It, it was one of those things that it was still very much... Um, very familiar from what we saw from the comic books. I mean, from the from the television show. And so you want to talk about maybe like a fantastic sort of adaption from the series to movies. I honestly, I honestly love it, especially with the extra padding. Um, I thought the 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 symbols and things like that looked even more fantastic. I, I really, honestly, I really enjoyed them. I probably, I probably enjoyed those suits more than I did of the current. 
Power Ranger movie that we wind up getting. Like I didn't mind the current suits that we had, but I I I still love the 1995 Power Ranger movie suits over the 2017 film. Uh, let's see here, and then the last question you had. Um, do you think solo morphs should return for the Hasbro era or would you prefer just a full group morphing sequence or instant flash? I know Megaforce abused solo morphs so much to waste time and super Megaforce the cast finally morphed into, um, into, uh, into MMPR for the first before Orion showed up as the silver Ranger. The team got knocked out in three seconds, which I think made uh mighty Morphin powers weak. Um, well, okay. Well, Instead of going through all that, do I think that the solo morphs should return? Um, I'm okay with the solo morphs. Like I'm, I love my group morphing sequences. I truly do. Um, I mean, I almost, I also really enjoy just. I guess, I guess when you mean solo morph is like them calling out their powers or their abilities or whatever, and then morphing. I'm kind of okay with that. I'm kind of okay with that. Like I, I like the morphine. I like the group morph. I like the instant morph. And as far as like, if it's a solo morph, I'm okay with them using that too, as long as it's not overutilized. Um, and if it's going to make sense to the scene and really hype up the scene. So I can definitely see that happening, but I'm okay with either or as long as it's used properly, I, I think it should certainly be fine. Man, my thing is just acting up on me. Here we go. Tony Robinson says, Adam, do you think we will get a kiss? Uh, we will get to see the couple's kiss. Yes, I do. Um, if Betty and Ben become Rangers, what colors do you think they will be? Uh, I'll say green. Um, do you think that the next Ranger series will take place in a neighboring city? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I I feel like with the route Power Rangers has gone for so long that they probably will do like another dimension. You know, like a, a completely different, I don't want to say era or time, but possibly just completely something separate. I don't know if it would be a neighboring city, though, but I would like that. I would like that. Like while I'm while I don't mind the concept and the ideas of dimensions, I really would like several series to take place in the same dimension or the same earth, just in a different town. Um, where there is knowledge of previous Power Rangers that sort of came before them, I would like to kind of go back to that a little bit. Um, but again, I don't mind this series where they do have different dimensions and other groups of Rangers. That's fine. So I don't think that we'll get one that's in a neighboring city, but I would like to see that, Tony. I would like to see that. Uh, Johnny Marrero says, hey, Adam, what do you think of the Red Fury mode? Because now Sound and Fury is now my favorite episode. <laughs> I love it. I think I think it was great. Look, I, you know, we've been getting hints of the of the claws for the Red Fury mode. And now that we actually get the opportunity to see it uh, in action, it looks even better than I could possibly have imagined. You know, if there is one complaint, though, and this isn't about the suit whatsoever. It's just about the episode. Is that, you know. It, it was cool to me to kind of see Devin sort of having to wait for his Red Fury mode to kind of morph onto his body, right? Like, for a second, I was like, oh, why isn't it working? And Nate's like, oh, just wait a minute. Like, really? I have to do is this some is this a process that I'm going to have to go through? Like, every time I want to go ahead and use this Red Fury mode is probably a question Devin has to ask himself. But the fact that the rest of the team tries to protect him during that time i thought it was smart 
But I got to be honest, I thought the order in which they were standing didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me. And this is just me nitpicking, honestly. If you ask me, the order it should have been should have been Zoe and Nate because you've got two of the two Rangers, right? Two Rangers in just a regular mode is better than certainly one, right? So give me the two Rangers up front to certainly protect him. Next up, give me Steel as a robot to certainly protect him for the next set of wave that came his way. Because I feel like Steel... If anything, is probably I don't want to say he's stronger than Zoe and Nate, but he's a freaking robot for goodness sake, right? If anybody can 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 put up against the sonic booms that are coming from Tubatron, it would be Steel. So Nate and Zoe first, give me Steel, and then Robbie with his abilities, which I'm surprised they didn't he didn't even utilize in here, right? Like the guy who's technically shouldn't be the strongest person there. He didn't activate his superpowers. We didn't see him go all Popeye on us or anything like that and hold down the fort whatsoever. We didn't get to see any of that. So a little bit of a disappointment. I just felt like it was a really good opportunity for them to showcase that there. But as far as the suit goes, I love it. I, I'm, I'm a really big fan of it, honestly. And then he says, and also with Red Fury mode here, does this mean future battleizers in the future? Uh, yes, I would certainly assume so. Um, this, in my eyes, was certainly a battleizer for Devin. For this season, for this series, um, so I, I have a feeling going forward in other Power Rangers series, we definitely will be seeing them a little bit more. Um, Doomsday says, "Which do you prefer and why, Kyuuger uh, or Dino Charge?" Um, I'll go with Dino Charge here. Um, Kyuuger, honestly, um, it didn't really keep my attention that much. I don't really know if I was the biggest fan of the cast that they wind up having. I mean, certain episodes I was a big fan of. I honestly couldn't even finish all of uh, Kyuuger, which I kind of disappointed myself in. I probably watched maybe half the season. Um, but Dino Charge for me. I I really enjoyed the cast there. I really did. Um, I I did like some of the storylines. You know, Super Dino Charge. I necessarily wasn't the biggest fan of. I, I like the idea of all the ranges that we wind up getting from that. Um, I just think that they could have been utilized just a little bit better than what we got. Um, but for me, I would say Dino Charge, the first season, I really enjoyed a lot more than Super Dino Charge. But if I had to pick out of the two, um, I would say Dino Charge, even though it wasn't the best season of them all. Uh, I, the cast for me really honestly won me over that season. Um, Jessica Friedman, thank you very much, ma'am, for your question. As always, during the team up, would you like to see Jason teach Devin some Red Ranger moves like he did for Zack and Billy back in Mighty Morphin? Um, which all... Oh, which older Super Sentai, or excuse me, which older Super, oh, Super Sentai would you like to be turned into Power Rangers? And would you like to see a team of Rangers who are alien, uh, who have lived, who have to live on Earth like the alien Rangers and Orion and whose Red Ranger is a human uh, who helps him live on Earth? Yes, I would like to see alien Rangers again. Um, and yes, I would like to also see Jason teaching Devin some some moves. Um, if they can go to Riptide Gym, maybe towards the end of their team up episode, and Jason just kind of giving Devin some sort of pointers, I would be completely on board with that. Honestly, like I don't know if that's something that'll happen in the beginning of the crossover or team up episode or towards the end. But regardless, I would like to see those two demorphed just in their civilian modes, just learning. A, a, a you know just Awesome, or I should say just Jason teaching um, teaching Devin some things. I honestly would really, really love to see that, honestly. 
Uh, JB says, what says, how do you think they will intertwine the RPM episode with Beast Morphers? Um, I think it's probably going to have a, a lot to do with um, Evox just getting a lot stronger than what they're probably capable of. Um, I don't know if some sort of transmission goes out um, or if Nate maybe winds up picking up on maybe some sort of um, similarities between Evox and maybe something else that's happened in the RPM world, right? Like maybe he picks up on a connection of like a previous virus um, from another dimension or something like that, right? Like I feel like it'll come down to Nate. I feel like Nate will be the one that makes that sort of connection. If it's not Nate, maybe Scrozzle. Uh, maybe Scrozzle sort of taps into something um, where he realizes the potential of what Evox could maybe eventually turn out to be. Uh, and it, it triggers something for RPM where they're aware of it and they wind up jumping over. So I, I don't really know how it's going to play out. I mean, I, I feel like we're really like super far in advance to kind of have even seen storylines and plot connections um, already established for that yet. So I really don't know. But I, I would certainly I, I would th I feel, have a feeling that Nate has a relatively big role to kind of play in that connection. Also, why do you think that they are against Rangers dating? Um, I think it's more or less just a focus thing, um, trying to sort of stay focused, not wanting to kind of get distracted. I think also if you go back to just the concept and the idea also of like superheroes in general, right? Like I always feel like superheroes are always against the idea of establishing relationships or having family and things like that because they feel like if, uh, if my villains or my enemies knew who I'm close to or knew who I am, then they might try and use that sort of against me. So maybe that could be in part to do with it also. But I feel like when it comes to grid battle force, I really do think that it's more or less like we expect to hold you to a higher standard, you know, so your all your focus has to be into training and preparing yourself sort of thing. That's where your mindset should be. You know, if you're in a relationship and you guys are struggling or having some difficulties, I don't need that. You know, Commander doesn't need that on the battlefield, hindering, you know, your thought process and not allowing you to sort of think clearly, if that makes sense. So if anything, I would think that's probably why they're certainly against it. I do think it's a dumb, dumb rule, honestly. But, um, you know, I mean, look, you 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 bring on these Power Rangers because you think that they're more than capable of protecting the world and protecting, you know, you know, Earth and things like that from from monsters. So I think if you. If you're bringing them on board, you know that they're more than capable of doing the job. Their mentality is certainly there. So I still think that you should allow them to, to have relationships. And if and if, if having a relationship is that big of a deal for you, maybe you shouldn't get teenagers to be your Power Rangers. You ever thought about that? Like maybe you should get grown-ass people uh, that know how to handle, handle maybe some of their, um, their, their emotions and their mental state a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to make Power Rangers – teenagers where they're like there's a bunch of teenage angst and hormones and uh, you know ups and downs to a teenager's life sort of thing uh, i can see maybe as a teenager maybe why that's why that's a rule um but it's a dumb rule especially if you're going to be bringing on teenagers honestly um scott what's up scott he says i want to see helicopter and tiger parenting in power rangers more than free range parenting is that i don't know what that means um free range parenting what is that you're gonna have me google this Free-range parenting. 
Um, is the concept of raising children in the spirit of encouraging them to function independently and with limited parental supervision in accordance with their age of development. Oh, so I guess free range parenting is like not being like just being sort of really hands off in regards to that. Uh, let's see here. Um, I can. I can kind of see that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like free range parenting is very much what Power Rangers is all about, right? Like we we very we very rarely ever get the opportunity to see their parents around. I mean, we know that they have parents, but for the most part, they're usually never around. Um, you know, we kind of saw Sarah's mom, if I'm not mistaken. We saw Brody's dad, sort of thing. Um. So I can see the idea of you wanting to see like helicopter and tiger parenting. I'm assuming that's more hands on than free range parenting where they're just kind of, you know, out of the picture in a sense, letting their kids based off of their, like it said in the thing, based off of their emotional and a mental development sort of thing. You know your kids well enough um, and parent sort of from afar. That's pretty much what Power Rangers has all, kind of always been because we've never seen their parents whatsoever. Um. So, yeah, I, it would be interesting to see a different dynamic for once where the parents maybe played a, a bigger role in their kids' lives. Um, like, I would love to see more. I would love to see their parents show up again instead of just the one little scenes that we've kind of had them in before. Um, that would be an interesting idea of having parents more involved in a Power Ranger show. Uh, one that I would be open to for sure. Uh, Mr. Porter, so I have been thinking about how, how Hasbro could make a Power Ranger film successful. Uh, and he's got a uh, he's got a couple of points. Let's see. Uh, one, marketing. <laughs> Don't get purists of any type uh, within Mighty Morphin or just PR as a whole. Uh, number two, make it more lighthearted as even if fans don't like this fact, Ninja Steel did better than the 2017 movie, at least in Europe. I don't really know how you can compare those. Once it's shown, one's a movie. <coughs> is ratings and a whole bunch of things. Um, in Europe and Disney and Bandai both said Europe was a massive market for PR. I would assume America um, as that film was a flop. Uh, number three, Angel Grove is set in California, and there, if and and there, if someone is under the age of eighteen, they're viewed as a minor. Um, and the Pink Ranger from twenty seventeen movie spread a nude image of a character under the age. I'm not going to get into that. I don't. I don't really know what that's in regards to how that would make. I, I don't think that had anything to do with the success of the movie. Uh, number four, don't cater to fans. Just as you need to get the general public in. And stuff like the Boom comics, um, even if I, even if liked by fans, usually isn't liked by the general public as they view killing a lot of characters off in non-horror as edgy, if there's no reason for it. And then five, um, why is it? That's not okay. Finally, uh, final one: don't go up against other giant monsters or Disney princesses or Boss Batty, which uh, which did better. <laughs> so yeah, interesting points there, Mr. Porter. Interesting points in regards to how you would certainly make um, a Power Ranger movie a little bit better. I do think there's a lot more aspects to it, especially as far as like just writing and casting and marketing certainly goes. Um, but um, but yeah, you definitely have some interesting um, interesting ways that you certainly would try and make the film a little bit better. Um, 
Is that all of them? Yeah, I think that's actually all the questions. Um, so yeah, I yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's all the questions for sure in regards to our live chat. Um, I will actually go excuse me into our in regards to our live uh, our community questions. But let me go ahead and jump up here and talk with you guys. Let me go ahead and jump into this live chat and have some discussions with you guys here. Uh, let's see what you guys are certainly talking about. Probably going all the way back to some beast morphers. So let's let's definitely get into that for sure. Uh, <clears throat> Not Ultra says Beast Morphers episode 14 was amazing. One of the best episodes of the entire series. Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, Mr. Porter says not the worst battleizer, but by no means the best in my opinion. Uh, I could definitely understand that, Mr. Porter. If anything, for me at least, I almost love the simplicity uh, of the costume. Like I've seen some uh, battleizers in the past that are like bulky as all get out. And um, those, at least for me, I'm not the biggest fan of. But if you can make it simple, sleek, and impressive, I I'm definitely on board with it. But I can understand where you're coming from, that Ultra, for sure. Or Mr. Porter, sorry. Uh, Johnny Marrero says, Sound and Fury, best Battleizer episode ever. Battleizer scene was outstanding, and the cracked helmet uh, made this episode great. 10 out of 10. Great. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely have to agree with you, uh, Johnny. 10 out of 10 for me, for sure. Um, some fantastic emojis, by the way. <laughs> Um, I love bacon and sushi says um, Beast Morphers keeps getting better and better. Uh, is it me or is the Beast Morphers cast the only Nickelodeon Arrow Ranger cast to always tune uh, to always tune the show with us? I'm assuming tune into the show with us. Maybe a couple from Megaforce. That's it. I mean, maybe they did in the past, but uh, I feel like maybe they're just not as vocal on social media. Um, like Beast Morphers certainly is. Uh, but yeah, Beast Morphers cast is extremely active uh, on social media for sure. Uh, and, and they're they're always connecting with their fans. So um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you in there. And yes, definitely, it's getting better and better. And again, it's only 14 episodes in, but I feel like on a weekly basis, I'm, I keep saying this is the best episode I've seen so far. Doomsday says, I was honestly shipping Nate and Zoe the whole time, and now Zate is born. My, is, that, is that what they're calling them right now, Zate? Or Zo Zo, what would you even call that? Zoe, Zoe or Natoe? Natoe? No, I like Zate a little bit better. I do like that. <laughs> the A game says, "Can we talk about how Commander got rid of Megan?" Like, wow, and he gives a little clap. <laughs> yeah, man, Commander Shaw put her in her place. Like, excuse me, like, thank you for bringing this to my attention, but how dare you? Like, how dare you? Um, so, yeah, I, I really do love the way that she kind of shut her down in this week's episode. I hope she went to prison. I, I truly did. Doomsday says, I rate this episode 20 out of 10 because it knocks this out of the ball because it knocked it out of the ballpark. Yeah, it, it certainly did for sure. Yeah, Johnny Morero, Johnny says, I blame Megan. She was truly the villain of this episode. She really was. Like, even though she had no connection whatsoever um, to our, uh, to, you know, to um, the avatars and things like that in Evox, she was just an asshat, as they've said before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she was just miserable. Like, who does that? Right? Like, who, who goes on? Like, are there people in the world that are really like that? It's scary. It truly is scary, honestly. 
JB says, what? It was a great episode. I was so confused about Megan if she was evil and we did not know. Yeah, I, I was wondering, too. I was like, is she going to turn into a monster? Like, is this a monster just just camouflaged or, you know, impersonating somebody? Nope. It's just Megan. She's just a jerk. Not all just says Nate and Zoe had really good chemistry this episode. It was really nice and sweet. And I also like the addition of Megan adding extra drama for the relationship. Yeah, it, it really was sweet. I'm really glad that you said that, Not Ultra. It really was nice and sweet. The way that they spoke to each other, their company, right? Like the idea, like when they were coming out of the movie theater and Zoe's like, like Zoe's walking down the steps and she's trying to scare Nate and she like grabs him on the side sort of thing. And then she's like trying to get popcorn from him and things like that. He's like, hold on a minute. But just being really playful and sweet and cute with one another it, it 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 really made my day like i'm really glad that they are putting this relationship together and it's one again that's just not forced it's not like i like you oh i like you like let's make this happen no like they're actually getting to know each other they've spent time all season long becoming friends finding out about each other going to the movies together just playful sort of chemistry and relationships with one another and and it's worked out and so i really like how it's certainly building up for sure um, I'm trying to think of another moment that really jumped out at me. Uh, oh, the when they're at the juice bar and they're trying to order their drinks. And um, she's like, oh, I kind of like you, like you. And he's like, yeah, I kind of like you, like you too. And he's like, you remember that? Remember that Valentine's Day uh, present that you got? It was for me. Like, how, how how long was Nate holding that in, right? Like, hey, that 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 uh, Valentine's Day that you didn't know where you got it from, that sort of creepy vibe that you, I kind of gave off. That was me. That was me. But uh, but no, I, I I love Nate's excitement because I I think Nate realizes he he just he just like scored the biggest score of his lifetime. The fact that that Zoe is is thrilled to be in a relationship with him or really likes him. Nate's a lucky guy. Nate is certainly a lucky guy. Uh, let's see here. Sailor says, uh, while I do not think they highlighted Zoe and Nate heavily, they did sprinkle in regular moments, so it's not just forgotten and undeveloped. I like that it wasn't saturated or pushed back. Yeah, well, for me, I honestly felt like Zoe and Nate were probably, besides Devin, were probably like the other storyline that really pushed this episode forward for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely wasn't saturated or pushed back by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Mr. Porter says, so some good news for Power Rangers, thanks to the TF Slag podcast, uh, who broke down the stats Hasbro revealed for the third quarter, and the toy sales for Power Rangers is up by 4% from last year. Yeah, baby steps, man. Hasbro is certainly getting there. Um, um, they're definitely pushing out fan favorites um, when it comes to their figures, for sure. Uh, and again, I I'm pretty sure... Hasbro probably had a lot of these waves already planned out like just because we're getting them revealed now uh, Make no mistake like Hasbro didn't just come up with these ideas two weeks ago, right? Like they they've had they probably have a, a, a full line or full wave of ideas um, That they already have kind of set into motion in regards to how they want to um, You know what figures they certainly want to use but whatever they're doing is certainly working. Um, being up four percent from last year is always a good sign. Anytime you can make, anytime you can raise things up, it is always a good sign for sure. 
Uh, I love bacon and sushi says I can't believe season one of Beast Morphers uh, is halfway over. I'm so pumped for season two, not just because of the awesome cameos and crossover we'll be getting. Yeah, I think overall I've been super pleased with this season. A lot, a lot more thrilled than I, I can't. I, I'm gonna be honest, a lot more thrilled than I certainly was expecting to be. Um, because look, when somebody brand new takes over a franchise, you never know what you're gonna get, right? You don't know the type of love and attention that they're gonna go ahead and give a series until you actually see them doing it. So the fact that Hasbro's kind of come out of the gate swinging, introducing us to a brand new dynamic when it comes to Power Rangers, a fantastic cast and storytelling. Yeah, uh, considering the fact that we're only halfway through this season, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm blown away. And again, we're not even at season two, so who knows what's certainly to come. Uh, Doomsday says, I hated the fact that Megan was blackmailing Zoe um, to just a simple job. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, how does she even get into Zord maintenance? Like, I don't even think she probably earned that job either. She probably blackmailed somebody else uh, into getting that position, right? And then now she's trying to black. Like, clearly, clearly Megan probably didn't get anywhere in life without doing something atrocious. You know what I mean? Like, that just seems like that's just who her character was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a villain? Villain, MVP villain of the episode, definitely Megan, for sure. Uh, the A-Game says, what if the movie that was mentioned in this episode actually got made in real life? Uh, to that, the, the A-Games, I will say, I actually went on Google uh, to go up to Google Images and put in uh, Revenge of the Hydro Worm or something like that. Because I was kind of fascinated to see, like, was this a previous movie? Um, like, I would love somebody to create sort of a vintage movie poster, right? Like a classic sci-fi cheesy movie poster, Revenge of the Hydro Worm with Nate and Zoe, like, at the forefront with, like, this big Hydro Worm in the background. And they got, like, these... Uh, you know, these scared looks on their faces, you know, going back to just vintage sci-fi, cr like crappy horror movies. I would love to see somebody create uh, a, a move, a vintage movie poster for Revenge of the Hydro Worm with Nate and Zoe on the on the poster for sure. <laughs> Edward Sanchez says Megan is evil as hell. Yeah. Uh, like if 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 Evox wants to recruit somebody for the next avatar, Megan, Megan, please. Uh, Johnny says, I thought for sure Commander Shaw was going to curse after saying what kind of she was, man. She was. Um, I can see her saying to Megan, what kind of dunderheaded moron or dumbass would you be would do that? Yeah. Command, listen, make no mistake. Commander Shaw was about to drop a word on her. What kind of she was about to. All right. She she don't mess around. And that's what I love about Commander Shaw. Like, right. Like we got Commander Shaw. Why do we need uh, uh, General Burke, right? I don't need General Burke. I, I need my commander to put down the law. I don't need an absent-minded ge General Burke. Um, if I can get more Commander Shaw on this show, please, please can I get more Commander Shaw. Just for moments like that. The fact that they she almost dropped the curse word, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, Tony Robbins says, big ups to Nate and Zoe is fire. <laughs> yeah, man, he, he definitely scored the prize of the week for sure. Um, Sailor, isn't recording people without their permission illegal? Why is she not arrested? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she probably did get arrested. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure the moment she walked out of, uh, went downstairs, I'm pretty sure security probably yoked her up and put some handcuffs on her. 
Uh, not Ultra says, as for as for Megan, I honestly was shocked that the writers made her a terrible person because normally in PR, we would always go for the cliche route of, oh, it was just a misunderstanding or I'm under the monster's influence. But no, I like the fact that the writers can show reality that not everyone in this world is a goody two-shoes type of person. You're absolutely right, Not Ultra, and I'm completely in agreement with you. Uh, and again, I think that's, that's what adds to what makes this season so great is that the writers are taking chances. Right. I mean, again, we we half this episode, besides the cool fury mode and the fantastic sort of battle sequences we got, half this episode is a, a Power Ranger episode dealing with relationships and blackmail. <laughs> okay, like those are topics that Saban would like never want to touch in 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 his days. But I, I do think that they again nowadays kids are a lot smarter. They're you know they're growing up a lot faster. I think it's okay to push the envelope in telling these kind of stories. Because kids are developing faster. Kids are learning things a little bit faster. So I, I like the fact that they're taking chances and not going the cliche route all the time. So I'm in agreement with you. I like the fact that they used Megan as terrible of a person as she was. I like the I, I do like what they did with that character and really allowing her to certainly cause the drama and the dilemma amongst our Rangers as well. <laughs> I love bacon and sushi um, says I would like to see Megan return in season two, perhaps mind control to be evil. Um, well, she's already evil. She definitely don't need no mind control for that. Uh, perhaps a team up with Roxy that I would like to see that I would certainly like to see. Like, I would love to see Roxy be like, come here, Megan. Let me take you under my wing and let's let let's talk a little bit. Um, I would like to see that. That would be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, not ultra. Also, going off of uh, Commander Shaw. Also, I love the fact that the commander stopped herself because you know she was gonna say something nasty to Megan, but realized that this is a kids show and was gonna go too far. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, ooh, Megan, you're so lucky. This is a PG. This is a PG show. You're so lucky, Megan. Uh, Ultraman, what's up, Ultraman? Uh, hi, Adam. I felt that this. That this is a huge point of this season because of the relationship between Zoe and Nate, but I felt that the rule of the Rangers can't date Rangers is too much of a terrible rule. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I mean, again, I I do feel that it is a terrible rule. I do like that the rule is in place because now we've got drama. Because now we've got a situation where we have Rangers that clearly care about each other. And are going to keep caring about each other and are going to keep it secret from everybody, right? There's nothing in this episode that that had us, like, th they were concerned, right? Like, they were like, what are we going to do? But I still think that they're still going to pursue it. So, again, I, I, I expect to see subtleties of affection between them while also trying to hide it like maybe the fact of it being brought up to commander shaw will make commander shaw a little bit more aware to kind of look out for it but i do think it's a terrible rule simply because of the fact that you're dealing with teenagers right uh like teenagers are going to go through a bunch of hormones and teenage angst and ups and downs in their lives a lot of emotional and mental stuff that they're dealing with so i feel like it's it's hard that's a, that's a really terrible rule for them i can see why it's there though well, I can see why it's there, but it's not. It's never been a, a, a rule that I've been a big fan of, honestly. Lupin Green says, the broken helmet scene was great, and Devin using his speed in the civilian mode was pretty awesome. Yeah, th that is a great scene. The, he's holding his head, and 
the 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 visor shattered and you've got a little electricity you know going through from the broken circuits and stuff and um and again Devin steps up and he does the right thing he sees that his team is in trouble he gets them out of the way first and he holds off Jupitron by himself until he sees an opening and he can follow behind them sort of thing really great really great way for Devin to certainly step up here in, in this uh in this episode to be honest with you Um, Mr. Porter says, um, yeah, California, where most Power Rangers seasons take place. Um, I don't know which state Beast Morphers is. Yeah, I'm always under the impression, like, I, while I know that they film in New Zealand, I'm always under the impression that the Power Rangers takes place in California for some reason. I, I don't know why that is. <laughs> I love Bacon says, thank God General Burke wasn't in this episode. Doesn't really bring anything to the table but being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I said. Like, give me more Commander Shaw, less General Burke. I mean, I know General Burke's not in here a ton as it is, honestly. We've maybe seen him, what, two or three episodes? But I don't I don't need a bumbling idiot. Like, I've got Ben and Betty to be my co co comic relief, and I think they're doing a fantastic job. I don't need a, a bigger bumbling idiot. Like, General Burke just smells of Neo Saban era. Like just put in there for like potty and doo doo humor. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. Uh, not ultra says as far as fury mode, um, I loved it. The form looks cool. The cheetah claws were pretty cool. The fight was excellent. Honestly, it really reminded me of when the Disney seasons, when the Red Rangers got their battleizers like Shane and Connor. Great, um. Uh, great references, not Ultra for sure. Um, that's the first thing that I thought of too was sort of like not necessarily Shane and, and Connor, which you really nailed it there, um, but the, the Disney seasons. Um, that's really what it very much felt like, especially with this particular battleizer. Sorry about drinking water and stuff in front of you guys. It's when, when, I'm, when I'm going this long, almost two hours, and talking the whole time, my mouth gets a little bit dry, so I apologize. Don't mind me, guys. I'm just scrolling through some of these live comments. Yeah, it seems like you guys also love the pose Devin made in the background of the explosion. Yeah, man. Hey, Power Ranger poses and explosions, they just go together. They just go together. They, it gets me hyped every single time. Yeah, and it looks like you guys are also talking a little bit about this this ranger rule, this no dating rule. Yeah, it is a dumb rule. It honestly is a dumb rule. But again, I, I can understand it. You know, I mean, I can understand the idea of the rule simply because of the fact that as Power Rangers, you want your team to um, be focused, right? To to really put all their focus in training and making sure that they are capable of of saving the world. So I get why you do it, especially when it comes to teenagers. But come on. I mean, do you really expect these teenagers to to follow that particular rule? Like, it's really it's a really hard rule to ask of teenagers. Like, the, the rule would be so much more better if your Power Rangers were actual adults, where I think they would probably have the mentality for it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do think it is a stupid rule, but I understand the rule. 
Uh, Doomsday says, I was actually wondering if Mayor Daniels was in the background when Devin Visors broke, because if so, hashtag Devin's secret revealed. Um, I think it's coming. I, I do think that it's coming. I don't necessarily think he was in this scene, but I in this in this episode, but I do feel that it, it is coming. So keep an eye out on it for sure. Uh, the A-Game says, we can add this to the broken helmets in PR uh, alongside Time Force, Lost Galaxy, and Super Ninja Steel. Does the 0.5 second broke visor and light speed um, finale count? Yes. Why not? Let's just throw that in there too. Why not? Um, I love Bacon says, hey, Adam, have you ever noticed in Power Rangers and Super Sentai from all seasons that whenever the Rangers are up close in camera, you can clearly see the camera crew in the visors? I never noticed that. I, I never noticed that. I always felt like that's something that they would remove in post-production, but maybe you, maybe you can't. But I never noticed that. I really haven't. But that's funny that you picked up on it, though. I love Bacon says, did you ever find the wasp and crush it? Yes, the wasp is no more. Sorry, Janet. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, nope, the wasp is gone. Um, Turbo Stu <laughs> Turbo Stu says Blaze is like the Power Rangers equivalent of Starscream. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is probably as as true as it gets. I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about Blaze, man, because I feel so bad for Blaze because right now Roxy is just killing it. Right, Roxy is the one that's gotten both of the Power Ranger. Uh, powers. Um, I think they just have one more Power Rangers power set that they have to get. And Blaze is trying his hardest. Blaze is like, <laughs> Blaze comes in this this episode with so much confidence, and he's like, I got a plan. And she's like, What? You're you're, you're it's a tuba trial. Like I literally just used that and was capable of of it being successful. And now you're gonna try and use it again with what? What, what do you got? And he's like, Look what I found, guys. These cool, I don't know what these are, but look at them. They've got crazy energy, bro. Like, okay, I guess I yeah, let's uh let's use those. I don't know what they do, but okay. Um, and then he still fails. So Blaze is Blaze is not doing well, unfortunately. But again, I, I'm having a feeling that that's part of the storyline. Is that Blaze is gonna probably get fed up with the idea of being overlooked and not used correctly and people making fun of him because he he continues to fail left and right. So Maybe Blaze eventually, by the end of this season, is going to be as powerful as they come, um, and eventually maybe maybe be the the main. I don't want to say the main villain, but have a bigger role certainly to play than before. Shadow Nova Productions in the house. He says, "What's up, guys?" Shadow Shadow Nova says, "I effing didn't like Megan. Um, I mean, I know that's a." That's the point, but still, good on her actress for it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stand her either, man. I really couldn't. Um, the 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 when she when she talks to Zoe, and she's like, "Hey, come here," and she like reaches her. I want to show you something. I'm like, "What a mm, just like command, just like Commander Shaw. <laughs> what kind of mm, oh my, PG? This is a PG show. This is a PG show. Um." Uh, not and not ultra says yeah she she was supposed to be the antagonist for Nate and Zoe to me this is what made the episode good in my opinion yeah I I do like that it's always 
you know, and I think that's, you know, the one thing that we've always said is that, like, for me, I feel like some of the best villains are the human villains that we get instead of just the monsters, right? Because it's, you just hear voices. You can't really see expressions and see what, what their true intents certainly are from just from just the costumes. So anytime we actually get a human person that's a villain, a la Blaze and Roxy as avatars, which they're doing fantastic jobs, making really great villains of the show, having somebody like a Megan who is just a human, not not in a ton of makeup or costume or anything like that, it kind of strikes you a little bit more as a villain because it's, it's a little bit more personal because you can see their face. You can see their intentions. You can see what they're trying to do. You can see the look in their eyes sort of thing. So that definitely does help and add to the idea of a villain. Who knows? Like maybe Megan comes back next year. Uh, like it's, somebody says hashtag Team Roxy. Um, yeah, maybe Megan comes back next year at, at some particular point in time as an avatar or um, utilized uh, to kind of get back at Zoe and Nate. Like maybe she's just mad because she got kicked out of Grid Battle Force now and she wants to get revenge on Zoe and Nate. Who, who certainly knows? Maybe they can call it Megan Part 2 or something. Um, Sailor says... Um, I think if Roxy were to wake up and find out about Zoe and Nate, I think she would be more supportive while R Robbie has his reservations. Um, yeah, and that's going also based off of one of the questions that we had. Like if Robbie, um, if Roxy were to wake up, would, you know, would or, you know, would Robbie, uh, you know, say something? Uh, yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, I could look. I really don't know what would happen, honestly. Um I can definitely see Roxy being super supportive. I mean, Roxy was definitely the one that still wanted to be with Robbie in episode one of Beast Morphers. And then Robbie's like, look, you know, we can't do this. You know, we discussed this sort of thing. I mean, he is a stickler for rules. And I don't know if he's a stickler for rules because that's just him or if he just knows because his mom is the commander. He doesn't want to get busted. But that would be a really interesting dynamic. If he does find out about Zoe and Nate, what is he going to do? Right. Is he going to be the stickler of rules and go and tell the commander? Is he going to have a dilemma where he's trying to figure out, do I tell the commander? Do I show my support sort of thing? Um, I can't see Ravi being sort of a tattletale. So maybe maybe they just maybe they just are going to be supportive. Like maybe he's not going to have that inner that that inner difficulty of trying to figure out what to what to do. Maybe he'll just be supportive whatsoever because of the fact that they're they're his friends. Tony Robinson says, I've noticed that Tommy and Kimberly were the only couple that got to kiss. I believe that's correct. Um, I know that they did. I know that they did film a kissing scene between Calvin and Haley from Super Ninja Steel, but it was it was cut. Uh, Saban didn't want them to put it in there, but it was filmed. I believe the gentleman that played Calvin posted it on his Twitter account. I think we even talked about it here on an episode of A Plus More Phenomenal sometime last year. Um, so I don't know if that would have, I don't know if they would have been the second did, did Wes and Jen never did kiss. They never did kiss. Um, so maybe that's right. You might be right, Tony, um, that they might've been the only couple that ever got the opportunity to kiss. I feel like that's going to change this season. I, I truly do. Whether it be Ravi and Roxy or whether it be Zoe and Nate, I have a feeling it's going to change though.
<laughs> Doomsday says, I think Robbie and Roxy should be a, like a couple counselor for Nate and Zoe. Yeah, maybe by the end of the season. Um, maybe once everybody's certainly back, uh, they'll be a little bit more supportive of that. Who knows? Maybe Commander Shaw will be like noticing that everybody's in a relationship now. And she's like, you know what? Let's just screw this freaking rule. Let's get this rule out of here. So we'll definitely have to see. Um, Mr. Porter says, so Hasbro will be at a con in London tomorrow. And I'm, there might be some Power Rangers news. Yeah, I, I felt like they're... It's either today or tomorrow, uh, Mr. Porter. You're you're right. They they do have um, a convention out in London, um, so they may be revealing some more stuff. Who knows? Maybe we get ourselves some hyperforce news. Um, I have a feeling they'll probably talk a little bit more about Lightning Collection um, and maybe some insight into the upcoming um, series or upcoming season for Beast Morphers for sure. Um, but if if trust me, if the, if the news is certainly worthy. Um, we'll definitely go ahead and talk about it. Maybe I'll do an impromptu episode uh, or maybe we'll hold off on the news for discussion for next week as well. Uh, Drew, what's up, Drew? Thank you very much for coming in today. Uh, Drew says, since Hasbro made a Luis figure from Ant-Man and the Wasp, do you think that we'll, they'll make a Dr. K figure? I would think if we're if they're gonna make a Dr. K figure, maybe in like a two pack, um, I could kind of see that. Look, I mean, look, they've already been pushing the idea, especially with the waves, the wave three that we just got. They're pushing the idea of the Dino themed crossover event, right? Um, so perhaps, perhaps maybe they them knowing of the upcoming RPM crossover, maybe we get some of the waves that highlight them also. Um, you know, maybe give me a two pack of Dr. K along with, um, um, Scott, the, the red Ranger, you know, um, maybe give them in, in a, a two pack. That would be pretty cool. I don't know if they would just do just a solo figure for Dr. K, but if you can manage to get a Dr. K figure in there some way, um, maybe give it to me as a two pack with another RPM member. Also, uh, I would like to see that. Uh, I love Bacon says, Dr. K actress, uh, the Dr. K actress just had her baby. She announced it on Instagram. Hey, congratulations. That's fantastic. Anytime you can have a, a, a healthy baby boy or girl or anything like that, uh, kudos to her and her family. Uh, that's that's incredible, honestly. Um, Tony Robinson says, Adam, do you think Hasbro could opt out uh, the contract for 2021 so that they can move to another platform? I don't know if they can opt out of it. They may have to just wait for their uh, seasons to to end. Um, so I don't know if they would opt out of it. I think if anything, they'll certainly let their contract run. And then if they want to jump to another platform, then maybe they'll certainly go ahead and do it that way. Uh, the A Games. Uh, he says, uh, for open discussion in Russia, Beast Morphers will premiere on the Disney Channel Russia on November 5th. So, hey, Russia's going to be getting some of our goodness that we certainly have here in the States. Honestly, I thought we were like the last people to see anything Beast Morphers related, to be honest with you. As many spoilers and all these other international, um, you know, um, uh, places that have been having Beast Morphers revealed and the episodes going through. I honestly thought we were the last people. Haha. <laughs> Uh, I thought honestly thought we were the last people to go ahead and actually get Beast Morphers. Uh, 
Um, Tony Robinson says, hey, Adam, in future seasons, do you think we'll start seeing villains come from different dimensions and time periods come to the main universe to try and take over? That would be epic. I would honestly love to see that. Um, I don't know if we'll see that, but I would love to see that, honestly. Uh, Drew says, if Watch Mojo did a top 10 Green and Black Rangers video, uh, would you want them to do it the same way they did the top 10? Um, I haven't watched the Watch Mojo, um, so I don't know what format they had it in, but sure, why not? Tony Robinson says, I wouldn't mind a Jet-themed Ranger season. That would be pretty epic. Hey, we've got Top Gun coming back. Why not? Um, Tony Robinson also says, I think the RPM crossover, Nate will pick up interference from Vengex, and Dr. K will find a way to contact him. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, as far as intertwining goes, yeah, I have a feeling that Nate will definitely have a significant role for sure. <laughs> I love Baker says, hey, Adam, did you see Chris Kanata's um, dance video on his IG and YouTube? I did. It was it was hella impressive. I, I didn't know he had um, moves like that. I personally love to dance, too. So if I had known Chris was going to do something like that, I would be like, Chris, can I get in this video, man? Can I get in this video? Uh, he says he did a, a Power Ranger version of Becky G. Uh, his new song with K-pop star uh, BTS. Hilarious. Yeah, I loved it. I, I truly did love it. Uh, I love that Chris is just, he's just out there. He's so creative, um, and he's not afraid to put himself out there whatsoever. So I didn't know he had moves like that, man. I'm about to, I'm about to, yeah, I'm, I need to connect with Chris for sure. Uh, Mr. Porter says um, point three was an example of the film going to um, going too edgy, especially in today's age. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, I, I think it's simply because edgy is like in right now. You know, I think people are trying to get content that feels a little bit more grown up than what they probably grew up in, um, you know, compared to the, the, the era they grew up in sort of thing. Right. They kind of want to see the franchise maybe take a little bit of an edgier a step forward so i i definitely understand what you mean though as far as your example for point three though um good points mr porter um johnny marrero so sound and fury rating 10 out of 10 most definitely Drew says, I bet Megan will frame and expose the Rangers ruining their reputation for an entire season in 2020. Man, if, if Megan pops up to try and cause more problems, somebody needs to get rid of her for sure. Uh, I love bacon and sushi says, do you think on this show Hasbro made some original battle lines for beast morpher rangers similar to lightspeed rescue with blue green rangers? 
Uh, I know Devin's Battleizer is all original than Gobusters. Um, yeah, I can see them making more original Battleizers. Now, I don't know if they're going to have them for more Beast Morphers Rangers. Like, I don't know if we'll see Battleizers for um, each individual or some individual ones. But um, I can see them going forward making more original battleizers though for sure ultraman says here's to megan the world's worst grid battle force member ever she made a terrible attempt to blackmail zoe to get the job in the lab wherever she is i hope we never see her again <laughs> yeah man um yeah she definitely under underestimated zoe um and she definitely underestimated nate like nate came in there like he came in there like megan you purposefully used all the Morph X when I clearly stated use half of the Morph X. Like, he was like, no, you are not about to get my ass in trouble. And Nate was ready to just, he, look, I appreciate Nate standing up for himself. I truly do. I really do. Uh, Mr. Porter says, and the way you compare a film to a TV show is by how much money it makes. Uh, back to 2017 film, 8 million Ninja Steel would normally get money back and Toy Sales clogged the shelves. Uh, Ninja, uh, Ninja Steel didn't. Oh, I mean, I guess if you're looking at toy sales, uh, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that'd be interesting, though. <laughs> Drew says, Commander Strong is probably the most realistic character in Beast Morphers. <laughs> and Tony also says, Tony says, Commander Shaw is a grown woman. Is, is a, I'm assuming you mean is a grown sexy woman. <laughs> Sailor says, I can totally see Steel being Nate's hype man for his relationship with Zoe. Yeah, that's one person you don't want to tell. Like, if you want to try and keep this secret, you do not tell Steel. Because Steel, Steel will tell your business. I, I, just, I just believe that. I just do. He, he, he has such a big mouth. Um, and he, he gets so hyped for everything that I feel like he, he would be the first person to blab it. Uh, Drew says, is there a way for union and non-union actors to film on screen together in the future of the Hasbro era? Um, that's a good question. I don't really know the dynamic of Hasbro, like if they're part of the union or not. I, I really don't know how that works out or if they would be able to accommodate um, union and non-union actors. That's a good question, Drew. I'm going to have to do some research into that one. But I would be fascinated to learn more about that, honestly, because we do have a lot of actors that in the past were non-union simply based off of the fact of like Saban and things like that. But now that Hasbro's in charge, do they have to be part of the union or not? That's an interesting question. I don't know. I have to do some research in regards to that.
Um, Sailor says, for season two, I hope that the time changes. Seriously, 8 a.m. is too early for me. Why is noon so bad? Uh, we do not need SpongeBob or Lord House every four minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that is or, or every every five minutes. Um, yeah, that's um, that's definitely one thing I would like to see change as the seasons go on. Um, season two, like if they can change it. I mean, God, I'll take nine o'clock even. Maybe even 10. Um, I, 8 a.m. is just so freaking early. Tony Robinson says, Adam, if Hasbro decided to do a Forever Red 2, do you think that they would explain Cole's and Shane's absences? Um, I would think so. Um, I would I would think so. Um, and yeah, I would think so. And I wonder if one of those things, if it's like, even if they don't explain it, like, can they get away with just having a costume in the scene, right? Instead of actually seeing Cole and Shane's characters, can we like would they just show them uh, like would they just pop up in costume you know what i mean um so maybe that's how they would end up doing it uh not ultra uh i'll say i will say that devin's father will know devin is red ranger by the end of season one of beast morphers uh, and then he says, hashtag team Roxy. Yeah, um, I definitely, I, I can, I can see that. I can see that happening. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Uh, I love bacon and sushi. Adam, did you get Liana's book? I have not gotten it yet. Um, I, it's like 10 bucks. I might actually just go ahead and order it now, now that I think about it. So yeah, I'm probably just going to order it today. Uh, not Ultra. Who's your favorite Power Rangers villain? Oh, it's got to be Zed, man. I've always loved me some Zed back in the day for sure. Favorite Battleizer? Uh, probably Lost Galaxies. Probably Leo's. Uh, Mr. Porter says, I'm not a betting man, but I have a feeling that we might get an announcement that will make a lot of fans happy before an announcement that will most likely make people a little upset. Uh, I'm assuming you're referring to maybe what they're going to say at the con? Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, Ultraman says, I'm glad that uh, the first eight episodes of Beast Morphers are now on Netflix. Me too. I, I went back and actually uh, rewatched some of them for sure. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of I'm really glad that they're on Netflix. Uh, it's it, look, they're they're like 30 minute episodes shorter than that without without, um, you know, commercials and things like that. So if you ever just want something to pass time, uh, it's a it's a quick way to just go ahead and just pop them on and just get caught back up with the series for sure. Uh, Tony Ramos says, Adam, what if we find out that Jason is married to Emily from Zio? Why not? I'd be down for that. Look, Jason needs a life too, right? I I'm hoping that he got married. Maybe had kids of his own. Who knows?
Uh, Drew says, which Super Sentai season do you think will be adapted in 2021 and 2022? So right now, I feel like I'm falling into the... Right now, I feel like I have two Super Sentai on mind. One would be Zuoger. But my only hesitancy with Zuoger is, is that too much in relation to the themes? Right? Beast Morphers, we've got Beasts already, Gorilla, Rabbit, Cheetah. Is that too close of a theme to animals? Right? Elephant, Shark, Falcon. You know, that kind of stuff. So that would be my only concern. Like, is it too close to what we just got? Even though this is kind of like a spy sort of espionage thing that we have here. Grid Battle Force and stuff. So it's a little bit significantly different. Especially if you kind of take maybe Zuoja more of like a video game sort of theme, maybe. Um, based off of the fact that a lot of its Zords kind of have like that Minecraft sort of resemblance to it. So either that or Q-Ranger. Um, I think I can kind of see that also the really big team. Like maybe that could be in you know, I, I don't know. Those are the two that I can see for 21, 22 season, but I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get Tokuja. Who, who knows? Out of the five, in show um out of the five in show ranger suits for tommy what role suits fits tommy the best i actually really enjoyed him as as dr tommy oliver in dino thunder i truly did um i really liked his role there for me dino dino thunder was a great way to enhance tommy's history um actually getting the opportunity to learn more about him and see where he's come from his MMPR days. So that role honestly really fits me the best when I when I think about um, Tommy's role. Other than that, I really loved, um, as far as suit-wise goes, I loved, I always was a big fan of his Zeo, uh, Zeo Red. Um, I, I really was a big fan of him uh, as Zeo Red for sure. So those are probably, those are probably my two. Um, I love bacon says, did go busters have an episode where they fought clones of themselves? If so, maybe beast morphers cast used that footage in a way to cross over with Sentai in suit. Um, I don't know. I got to remember. I feel like they did fight clones of themselves. I don't necessarily know if that's how they used it though, in a way to cross over. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the case. Uh, Doomsday says, I would love an episode where all beast bots turn evil. That would be fascinating. Um, that truly would be fascinating. Um, again, I wish, wish that they would actually utilize them a little bit more, if you ask me. Uh, Ultraman says, I don't think Beast Morphers is, is too close to the animal theme. But the only, but only the spy theme. You could be right. You could definitely be right there because telling by the look of the Beast Morphers logo would actually uh, cybernetic when you think of it. Yeah, you you might be right. I'm, again, I, th that's just what my main concern certainly was. 
But you could be right because of the fact that, like I said, it does have sort of like that spy espionage theme, right? The whole grid battle force aspect of it. You probably could get away with it. You probably could get away with it. So good point, Ultraman. Uh, Mr. Porter says, so the Sentai also had a black Puma Ranger and a pink cat, but the pink cat didn't get a suit in the series. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that makes it, That's really interesting. I did not know that. I, I honestly did not recall that whatsoever. Um, I love bacon says, uh, do you think blaze when blaze wakes up, he'll thank David Devin for saving him, uh, and create and treating him as a weakling when they first met. And do you think we'll get an episode of them in a final standoff? Um, yes, I, I do think that we'll get that. The way that they've built it up all season is that eventually I'm hoping that we get ourselves a blaze and Devin standoff. I, I, I need those two to come to terms with one another especially how we started off that season. If you're going to plant that storyline in there for these characters, uh, there's got to be a payoff there somewhere. Um, so I can see them having a final standoff. And yeah, I can see Blaze waking up and thanking him for saving him also. Um, you know, bringing this team to where they certainly are. You know what I mean? That's um, that, that takes a lot of leadership. So I think Blaze would have to certainly look up to, to Devin a little bit for what he's been able to accomplish and for saving his life. But I would like to see that final standoff between those two. Uh, Drew says, since uh, Robo Blaze will use the Enter Unit uh, Unite suit, um, I bet Robo Roxy will use the original Escape Evolve Purple Paint suit, which is a suit that I absolutely loved. Honestly, uh, I truly do. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping we get both of those costumes uh, heavily involved here in season two, right? My my biggest thing has always been I feel as though Blaze and Roxy at some point in time they're too good to just be taking orders from Evox and Scrozzle, and I feel like at some point in time they they will go out on their own um, and um, kind of really take the initiative. So how that all falls into play, I, I've yet to I I have no idea, but we'll definitely see. Uh, we'll definitely see. But I'm excited for that. Um, JB says, what says, wait, when was Cloak and Dagger canceled? Yeah, they uh, they announced that yesterday or two days ago. Uh, we will be talking about it uh, tomorrow, though, on A Plus Hero Report. That is one of the topics we're definitely going to be discussing. And later on this today, I'll go on to the community page and I'll post for A Plus Hero Report. So if anybody has any questions, you certainly can go ahead and um, send those in. Um uh, Mr. Porter says, so looking at the cons, the only teams we could get a full reunion for, depending on how you view a full reunion, are SPD, Time Force, um, Mystic Force, if you only view full reunion as the core six. Um, I, I, when Anytime that they have cons and the teams getting together, I don't really see that as a, as a hint of future team-ups. Um, I just don't like I, like I've seen I've seen conventions where they've had reunions of Mighty Morphin and stuff like that. And I and I haven't seen them have a team up episode yet. So I don't see the cons where all the Rangers team up at um, as a hint of what we're going to be getting uh, in the future, unless they've already sort of been announced for that. Uh, and then I love bacon says maybe blaze father is Jared from jungle fury who is a jerk to Casey now friends similar to blaze and Devin now as rivals. Hey, uh, possibly they, maybe they become, like you said, uh, rivals as well. 
Um, I don't think that I don't think that they I don't think that's his father though. Um, but the idea of Blaze and Devin becoming friends after being rivals, I can definitely see that for sure. Um, Drew says, what are your lightning collection requests? Mine's Time Force Pink, which is one of mine. SPD Blue, Wild uh, Force Yellow, and Mighty Morphin Green. I also, um, Ranger Slayer and Solar Ranger would also be my requests as well. Um, you know, like, I, I would like to see more women represented. I'm not as, uh, as picky as other sites and Twitter handles that are, like, bashing Hasbro. For it's a male dominant thing. I, I don't care. I, as long as you eventually give me that, I'm perfectly okay with it. Um, so yeah, I would like to see more of them. Um, so yeah, Time Force Pink is definitely up there. Anybody that truly had a really impactful moment in Power Rangers, I'm, I'm completely okay with. But I do like your selection. Um, I would also even throw in um, Lauren Sheba from um, uh, Samurai as a Red Ranger. I would love to kind of see that. Um, and Mr. Porter says if, if people want more female figures, they need to sell. I mean, Hey, that's absolutely true. And again, I, it's, it's something that I personally would like to see. Um, but I, again, I'm not like the other websites and Twitter handles and stuff that are bashing Hasbro for it. Um, I'm sure they're making the, the decisions that they make based off of what they've seen before in the past, uh, and what the demand certainly is. And I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Hasbro the benefit of the doubt and, and allow them to prove it after the first two years or something like that, or after the first full year. Um, you know, I would say maybe even two years, maybe take a step back and kind of look and see. But, um, you know, I, I want characters that are impactful, that have had impactful moments. Like, don't just make um, moments. Um, uh, like don't 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 just pick rangers just to pick them right like if you're going to pick them i want to see rangers that have had pivotal moments um or have impacted power rangers in a really significant way and i do think that there are there are certainly a few women out there for sure power rangers that definitely uh that definitely hold, hold that status for sure doomsday do you think it would be cool if the avengers did a team up with power rangers in the comic books maybe that would be kind of cool Yeah, you're right, Mr. Port. I do think there are a few people that certainly aren't taking um, um, sales into account also. Um, you know, it's all about, um, what's it, demand, right? I mean, if, if people, if if they're going to make money off of it, then I'm sure that they would put it out there for sure. Um, so would you want them, uh, Mr. Porter says, so would you want them to adapt the GoBuster Metal Hero crossover and replace the Metal Heroes with Ninja Steel, Blue and Pink? Um, I mean, it would be cool. I don't necessarily need it. Um, like, if you were to ask me, no, I, I don't necessarily want it. I mean, look, I, Beast Morphers already has two team-ups planned, you know? And I, so for me, um, I really didn't... I. I I really don't need too many team-ups, honestly. Like, if they want to do the dino theme and the RPM, I'm completely okay with that. So, no, I, I don't necessarily need them to adapt GoBusters Metal Hero crossover. But if they did, uh, I do like your idea, though, of Ninja Steel Blue and Pink for sure. But I, I don't necessarily need to see it, though. Yeah, I, I'm aware GoBusters certainly had three. But I don't, I don't necessarily need to see all of them. I really don't. 
Uh, Doomsday said, it would be cool if the Ninja Steel Rangers and TMNT teamed up, considering they're all ninjas. That would be fascinating. Um, and that would definitely be fascinating. I would love to see like their mindset in regards to what being a ninja is truly all about, especially uh, with those two teams. So, yeah, I would definitely be all for that. Um, but, guys, I think that is going to wrap it up for us today here. Um, thank you, each and every one of you guys, for certainly joining us. I really do wish that we had more Power Rangers and Super Sentai news for you guys. But, again, we haven't heard too much more about Kira Major, at least uh, – uh, anything confirmed from uh, Tao Company or anything like that. So hopefully we definitely will at some particular point in time. Um, so let's keep our fingers crossed. But guys, thank each and every one of you for certainly stopping by. Um, yeah, Tony Robbins says, Adam, yeah, I agree. That too many team-ups take away from the current team in this story. Yeah, I, like two, like I'm surprised we are even getting two team-ups, honestly. Like, I, and I don't even know how many episodes each of those team-ups are certainly going to be. Like, if it's just going to be one episode apiece or if they're going to be, like, two-parters or what. But, yeah, I, I still want the focus, the main focus to be on the story of our actual team that we have. So, if I, I just don't need too many crossovers. Just give me crossovers that I that I would certainly enjoy for a nostalgic factor, right? Um, you know, bringing back somebody like Austin as Jason is huge. I mean, look, I'm glad that the other Rangers are coming back, but I'm watching this for Austin. Make no mistake, I'm watching it for Austin. And then the idea of RPM and, you know, implications of RPM and, and um, Beast Morpher storyline connecting in some way, that's kind of been theorized and rumored for a while. I kind of appreciate that also. So I just don't need too much of a crossover. Just I think they're doing just fine the way that it is. But um, yeah, guys, that'll certainly do it for us today. I appreciate each and every one of you for certainly joining me, as always, on a weekly basis. We will, in fact, be back next week as well, live for you guys, 12 p.m. Central Time. So certainly go ahead and join us then. And if you haven't subscribed to us yet on YouTube, I don't know what you guys are waiting for. I really don't. So smash that subscribe button, guys. Hit that bell also so anytime we drop a brand new video, you guys will certainly be notified. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so right here, guys, at A Plus Opinions. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So um, thank you very much, each and every one of you. Go out, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. May the power protect you. And until next time, I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye.